is a five hundred dollar gift card to Amazon. No. And so this is just no. to say thank you. We understand this time is hard, and you guys being open and doing what you're doing is great. So Merry Christmas. We'd love to give you a five hundred dollar Amazon gift card. No way. Mm -hmm. You kidding? I'm not kidding. Really? Really. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wow, thank you so much, guys. That's like, cool. Well, we hope it helps out. You know, it's I tough. mean, it really does. The holidays have been pretty hard this year, honestly. So this helps out a lot. And so we felt like God told us to go out to the community and the grocery stores, and we be able to bless our servers. And so, um, and we we just told God, hey, you know, whoever whoever you send to serve us, we're gonna go ahead. And so you are our server today, and so it's a $500 gift card to Amazon just to bless you and your family this Christmas season. I appreciate it, Mama. As much as I believe we've been struggling, and you know about faith, sometimes you go your downs. We don't know what's gonna happen to the rest of And I've been praying, and thank you so much so much. I didn't know where to buy my kids present. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> my name is Sean and I'm a firefighter. We've been attending Crossroads for the last few years. I grew up in a Christian home. We went to church most Sundays. Um, I always believed that Jesus was my savior and, and that God was real. And it was something that I, I knew existed and, and I believed in, but that was about the extent of it. It, it was as the kids started to get older and I, I really started to feel like this weight of wanting to be a good example for them and lead by example, not just tell them what they should be doing or what they should be thinking or feeling, but, but show them. Yeah, in October last year, uh, I went forward and got baptized. I'd be sitting there listening to Pastor Chuck, and I mean, countless times the baptism pools have been out and all that. And, well, I was baptized when I was a baby. Like, I don't, I don't remember that or it wasn't my own personal decision, but Brianna, come on, we're going down there. And she kind of looked at me like, what? Yeah, come on, we're going down there. There was always that something missing. Now that's not missing anymore. That hole is filled. Being baptized really did give me that, that moment to look back on and that starting point of a real relationship with Jesus and, and a daily routine of starting the day in prayer and getting in the Word and really listening for direction. My youngest actually, Brinley, uh, who's eight, um, made the decision to take the baptism class and to, to learn about that and my older kids 10 and now 13 decided kind of to follow suit their their younger sister led them in the right direction and it was awesome as a family we got together over zoom again and took the baptism class and and they filled out the paperwork and really really understood what they were doing and what they were getting into and what and what the really the commitment they were making and what what that process means and for Brianna and I to have the opportunity to 
baptized them, you know, at home in our jacuzzi, but um, was really special. And what, a, like, I don't know, as a parent, that's gotta be, like, that's the moment, right? That as a parent you live for, and it was just, it was, it was awesome. Because of the Crossroads ministry, I personally have, and I believe my family has, a real and true relationship with Jesus, and we're walking with Jesus as we do life together. junior high i want to invite you to join us for jhm next wednesday at 6 in person or 6 30 online we also just started in the new year a sunday service at our 11 a.m that dives deeper into our weekly messages we hope you join us for bible-centered messages community with leaders that help you grow in your spiritual walk and of course just a great time to play games and hang out with your friends if you want more info about JHM, check us out on our Instagram at Crossroads JHM. We hope to see you guys there. Everybody, I'm Pastor Sawyer, and if you're a high school student, I want to personally invite you to join us at HSM High School Ministry next Tuesday at 7 p.m. online and in person right at Crossroads Church. We have worship, we have a message, and we have live groups every single night for you to connect and grow closer to the Lord. If you want more daily content to take a glimpse into what we do every single week, or if you just want more information, you can follow us on Instagram at Crossroads HSM. I hope to see you guys next week online or in person at HSM. See you guys there. here. If you're in college or a young adult and you haven't checked out SIA yet, I want to invite you to join us next Thursday at 7 p.m. online or in person. Each week, Pastor Noah shares a relevant message that will help us grow in our relationship with Jesus and learn how to best navigate the times we're living in. This is also a great place to meet other people our age and find life-giving relationships. If you want more info about CYA, check us out on Instagram at CrossroadsCYA.
So let's do this right now. How do you like school? I like school a lot, and I'm homeschooling, and just and I go to a church Sunday school just to learn a little bit more outdoors. Cause I don't. I most of my whole days I do poetry. I learned about China. Oh, you learned about China. Oh. And then the next day we skipped because we. My mom. We found out that it. My mom's baby was a girl. That's why we came. That's why we had to not have the poetry of. But because that one was the first day of Japan. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's pause on this other thing a little、mm. bit. So your mom and dad have you, and then you have a little brother, and his name is what? Everest. Everest, which I love. So River and Everest, and your mom's pregnant, which means she has a baby inside her stomach. Yeah. Yep. And you've just found out it's a girl. Yes. You're gonna have a sister. Yeah. Oh, are you excited? Yeah, and my mom said we're gonna get a new house, and I can have a pet hamster when we get、um, our new house with the baby. <laughs> so you get a brother, a sister, and a hamster. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna name your hamster? I have no idea. I was thinking of Jelly Bean, but I don't really know any other names that would fit the hamster. I want to see what. The hamster's action would be, and what it would do to see if I could, what I can name it, cause so I can like see what it mostly does, so I can think of a name. Welcome to our Wednesday night service here at Crossroads Church Online. It is so great to have you joining us. And also, I want to know: Have you been in touch with the "Tell Me Something" challenge on social media? Essentially, what this is is someone on social will say, "Tell me you're about this," or "Tell me you know something about this," without using your words. So a little bit like a charades thing. I want to give you an example. Church, tell me you're a Christian without actually telling me you're a Christian. I know this is our first date, and I know we just met. Will you marry me? Hey, Laura. Yeah. What do you want to eat? Well, in James, we see that Christians are not merely hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. And tonight, Pastor Chuck's going to be talking about how we can spot a Christian just by their actions, how they live out their day to day, without them even having to tell us that they're a Christian. And so, if you're joining us for the very first time tonight, it's so great to have you with us. My name is Casey. I would love to know your name if you haven't already. Put it in the chat. We'd love to interact with you. We also have a lot of different tools and ways of supporting you if you need prayer. Or if you've been in our church for a while and you're looking to see what your next step might be, we've got a ton of those built out on our website, and we'd love to introduce you to those. And you can choose what you think God is calling you to take your next step. 
what's best for you so you can connect with him and connect with our church. All you have to do is text NEXT to 69922 or head to crossroadschurch.com forward slash NEXT. Well, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button or ring that bell, go ahead and do that so you never miss out on new content coming from our church that we hope really, really encourages you in such a strange season in our world. Well, tonight you're going to hear a great message from Pastor Chuck. Before we hear from him, though, we want to show you how your giving is making a difference in the world around us. Crossroads, over the Christmas season, you showed up for our local community in big ways. Because of your generosity and volunteer hours, 378 families received a Christmas dinner box through our food pantry. Hundred families from our Adopt-A-Block community received a Christmas dinner. 500 children were given Christmas gifts whose families were in need this year. Six food service workers were surprised with $500 Amazon gift cards. And five families were boldly blessed in various ways. continue to bless our community in 2021. Text the word GIVING to 69922 to join us in generosity. Thank you for making such a huge impact in our local community. I am so excited that we get to be together. And I want to say that I'm also so excited we get to do things together that touch so many people's lives and change their lives for the better. And so I don't know about you, but when I saw what happened, I saw what we got to do in December. And by the way, I was fortunate enough to get to personally interact with some of the people that we were able to bless in different ways. And, and the emotion they felt but even better, get ready, the value they felt. They felt valued because you and I together chose to put in one extra dollar and say, let's just do a little bit more to make a bigger difference in the name of Jesus Christ. So I appreciate your giving. I love your being a part of that. Uh, remember the church every week is doing things to care and love and help people. But February 17th, we will start back with Boldly Blessed. That's coming February 17th uh, during a very special prayer and anointing service. So when Anyway, by the way, for all those who help bless people, I want to say a big thank you to you because it wasn't just the money. It was the heart, the time, and the care. The fact that you used your time, talent, and treasure for the Lord that made all the difference, and I love that. Uh, I also want to tell you, we're not completely back, but I am super excited because I don't feel all alone here anymore. When you come into this big building on this big campus and you walk in alone, uh, that feels really weird. And I told you it even felt apocalyptic. But now we're starting to see our people return. Uh, the team I get to work we work with is here. I love our team. Uh, Chris Banning's here. Tim Adams is here. Marlon, who's just newly engaged, is here. Uh, by the way, he looks happier than he's ever looked before in his life. You know, uh, Leslie's here. Lauren's here. Tracy, my assistant. So we will have our band back next week. But uh, we're coming back together and we're going to take up where we left off in last week's sermon. Now, here's what I want to remind you of. Last week, we saw that Jesus said that when the time of testing comes, 
when the storm hits, when it pounds, when it, a torrential uh, uh, flood uh, focuses in and forces in, he said there's only one thing that's going to matter during that time. Only one thing that will make you stand. It's not how much money you have. It's not the job you have. It's not um, uh, some of the other things you might look to, the material possessions. Jesus said this, and he said in Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. See, that's what gets so important. You hear his words, which means Jesus said something really interesting. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So you can hear his voice. You can hear his word. We're going to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord in a minute. And he says, an axe on what you hear may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall, but it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell. And great was the fall. Great was its fall. Uh, so we want to talk about how what we're going to say in this moment matters in every season and every time of your life. In the good times, it matters. In the hard times, it matters more. Uh, in the time of testing, it's what will cause you to pass the test. And when you pass the test, you have a testimony. Yeah, <laughs> Get it? Testimony. Okay, I have people here, but it didn't work. All right, online, I hope you're laughing. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, last week we said that the message we're talking about is about being a disciple. And a disciple is completely committed to Jesus and to his word. So we're completely committed to him. We hear his voice and we obey his voice. Disciples have Jesus as Lord. They have Jesus as Lord of their life, which means he, whenever he tells you to do something, you do it. If he's your Lord, you obey him. You have an allegiance to him above all else and all others. And disciples have their number one goal to be like Jesus. And uh, I really hope there, that I get to be more and more like him as we begin to do, because remember, you act on what he said. We do what he said, uh, that I become more and more like him, that you become more and more like him. So uh, the Bible has a, a principle of that, that you and I need to cling to and enact in our life that will make this become real. And it's found in Exodus 24, 7. And we're reviewing right now what we learned uh, at the end of last week. In Exodus 24, 7. And in that verse are two Hebrew words, Asa and Shema. Now, the one Hebrew word Asa means to do. Remember, Jesus said, you got to do what I tell you. And the word Asa not only means to do it, but to do it with all your might. To do it with all your might. Uh, so the Lord wants you to give everything you've got in obeying him and making sure you're fulfilling all he told you to do. The word Shema means you'll understand. Uh, and again, I, you have to understand the depth of that word to understand the verse I'm going to read you better. But Shema means you'll completely understand. It's that moment where you go, oh, I get it. I get it. Like you totally understand. Uh, there's no doubt in your mind. You have a complete understanding. And so the Bible teaches by doing, we understand. By doing, we understand. And Jesus said, and if you didn't catch this last week, go back. Jesus said, when you do, not only will you understand, your faith will grow your faith will get stronger. When the apostles said, increase our faith, he told them a story about how important it is to do everything he tells you to do 
and then your faith will grow. So in Exodus 24, 7, it says that Moses, he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, all, that's a key word right there, all, not some, all. We're going to talk about the all in just a minute. All that the Lord says spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. But the word there is all that the Lord has spoken is we will asah, or do with all our might, and then we will shema, which means understand completely. We'll understand completely. So what we need to understand is the Lord wants us to be people who do what he tells us to do with all our might, not halfway, not only some of what he said, everything he said with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength. And by the way, Jesus, Jesus made it very, very clear he's not okay with us being lukewarm or half-hearted. Uh, he could not have been clearer in saying that's not going to be uh, a way. You cannot have a relationship with me that's real and be lukewarm or half-hearted. So what he wants us to do is to be obedient to all, obedient to all. So in James chapter 1, 22 to 25, it says, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers, catch this, who delude themselves. People who say they love God and are not a doer of the word are deluding themselves. People who say they're a Christian and not really committed to obeying everything Jesus tells you to do, they're deluding themselves. You're deceiving yourself. You're not deceiving God. God knows. Other people probably see it more than you know. So he said, don't deceive yourself. Don't be deluded. Uh, he says, so do this, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he looks at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, in other words, does what it says, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Did you catch what James said? Uh, he actually, James is quoting Jesus, who was his half-brother, by the way. And, and James is saying, I know what Jesus taught. Jesus said, when you know these things, you're blessed if you do them. Uh, Jesus said that. And, and here's what I don't want you to miss. James just said, you'll be blessed in whatever you do. Now think about that. Jesus said, when the storm hits, if you're a faithful person, a doer of the word, you'll stand strong. And by the way, you'll be blessed. And then James said, yeah, the blessing comes in the doing. Uh, by the way, the doing is not what brings salvation. We're not talking about you earn your way to be a Christian. But what you need to know is the blessing comes in obedience. The blessing comes in the doing. The blessing comes in having an act of faith where you take steps of faith. That's where the blessing comes. So the blessed is, blessing is promised to the doer of the word, to the one who's obedient. And it is not promised at all to the lukewarm or to the half-hearted. Jeremiah 7, 23, I, I think this verse is so powerful. It says, this is what I told them. Obey me and I will be your God. God said, this is what I told you guys. This is what God's telling you. This is what God's telling me. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Do everything I say and all will be well with you. Notice that. Do everything, not some things. You need to obey me completely. We need to be a doers of the word. We need to say, be the people of the Asashima saying all that the Lord has said. 
We will do with all our might. And then we will shema, we will understand. And by the way, this is the essence of what it means to be a disciple. And please listen, this is the definition of a Christian. This is the biblical definition of a Christian. The word Christian literally means one who belongs to Christ. And so nobody can truly be a Christian and not be a doer of the word. And so in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said this. Jesus said, came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Listen to verse 20 teaching them, which is what I'm doing. I'm teaching you, teaching them to observe all. And I'm teaching you to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But Jesus said this, you're only my disciples when you uh, uh, come to me, you're baptized, and then you begin to do all that I told you to do. And that's the kind of teaching we're giving you now. And it makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in the world. And then by doing, you understand. You know, it's interesting that the Bible talks about the fact we have a very real enemy, the devil, Satan himself, the accuser, the slanderer. The one that Jesus said is a thief that wants to destroy you. Uh, Jesus in John 10, 10 said there's a thief who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life abundantly. So Jesus is saying there's a thief out there trying to take you down. But you need to overcome him. You need to beat him. And, and we can have the victory over him when we live this out. And interestingly, in Revelation chapter 12, 11, it talks about his defeat, his fall, the fall of Satan, the, the, the downfall of the devil. And it says this in Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. We were under the blood of Jesus Christ, under his grace, mercy, and forgiveness, and because of the word of their testimony, you have your own, not the testimony of Jesus, even though it is, but more specifically, it's the story of you. Testimony is, is you telling the truth, you telling the story, because you have a story of how your life is with Jesus. And remember, we talked about Tom had that when God told him to give eggs. Uh, the Ira Iranian couple had it when they were ministering on Iraq, and, and they led the mullah to the Lord. Uh, and we all have stories of, of very real experiences Jesus leads us into and through. And then it says, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. Now, notice they have a word of testimony. They have a story. If someone said to you, tell me how, how, how it is being a Christian. Tell me how real it is. Tell me some real experiences you've had with God, with Jesus leading you, guiding you, protecting you, answering your prayers. You ought to be able to go, where do you want me to start? How long do you have? Because you should be able to go on and on and on. And by the way, when you have that kind of a testimony, it's a, it's a testimony of freedom and not legalism. It's a testimony of uh, the, doing the all, doing the all of the Bible. And the Lord wants you to have that. But I want you to think about this. Jesus said, for me as a pastor, or for actually any Christian, we are to teach you to obey all of this. You are to obey everything written in here. He said, teaching them to obey all. Now, if you're like me, you go, wait a minute, this is a really big book. 
I mean, the Bible's huge. By the way, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I love digging in. I love reading it. I love studying it. But the Lord said, Chuck, you need to obey every single thing written in here. That's a lot. It really is a lot. If anybody acts like it's not a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> and, and for you, it's a lot. So you might be saying, well, how can I be sure I'm going to obey all of this? And we're going to tell you four actions that if you commit to take, four actions that are true of you in your life every day, 24-7. Uh, you're a 24-7 uh, Christian, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're completely committed. But if you do these four actions 24-7, you will end up obeying every single thing that's in here. So I can promise you that. And, and I, I want to help you understand it. So it, it's an acronym, ITEL, I-T-E-L, which means when you do this, you will have a story to tell. Uh, I tell means you have a story to tell. You have a word of testimony. So if you do the I-T-E-L, you will have a story to tell of your relationship with God and your experiences with Jesus and how his voice is clear and how you're a doer of his word and you're experiencing the great things of God and you're, uh, you're living the life of the great and mighty thing. Remember you called to him and he said, I will tell, I answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. The Lord said, I'll do that for you. So if you do these four actions, you'll tune into God, hear the voice of God, live out your faith in God, be a 24-7 Christian. And, and, so, and you'll obey every single thing written here. So what are we talking about? Well, I is intentional intimacy. I, I love this term, uh, but you got to understand it. Intentional means to be intentional. It means you have a plan. You have a focus. You, you, you've set it very clearly in motion. You know, you know when you're going to do it. You're intentional. You know what you're going to do. You're intentional. And intimacy. You see, because everything in Christianity is about having a very real intimate relationship with God your Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus wants you to know him. John 17, 3 said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That, you, that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They know me. They follow me. They, where I am, they may be also. Jesus says, it's all about this love relationship you have. And so what you need to do is you need to be intentional to grow your intimacy with the Lord, your love relationship with the Lord. And John 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if, which means you have a choice, if means you have a choice. If you choose then to continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what I want to challenge you to do is to, number one, get the I in place in your life. That's the first action to be uh, part of who you are. And every single day, don't miss this, every single day you have an intentional time you meet with the Lord intentional intimacy. Now, what do I mean by that? That means that what happens, whether you do it electronically, which is what I do most of the time, by the way, or uh, uh, if you do this with your, your actual physical Bible, your leather Bible. By the way, Lauren was sharing that her best times with God is when she gets her, her leather Bible out and she listens to my sermon. No, she didn't say she listens to my sermons. <laughs> No, she actually reads the word, which is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know what? You get your Bible out and, and you know where you're going to go. It's better to have a reading plan. Sometimes we'll have a journal for you. But you intentionally go and you say these words. You say, Lord, here I am. Speak. 
Lord, I get to be with you right now. Teach me. Lord, you know what? These things are happening today. I, I might need advice or wisdom on them. So Lord, teach me, teach me, teach me. Show me. And then you pray that prayer knowing that he's going to teach you. The Holy Spirit will guide you as you're reading the word. And you read it. And, and when things hit you, all of a sudden when things pop off the page, fly off the page, jump out to you. Or you have a question. You write it down. By the way, it's incredible how many times you'll write down a question like, Lord, I don't understand what this means. And then you'll read and the Lord will give you the answer before you have to ask anybody else for it. No, by the way, that's cool. That's cool. I've had that happen all the time. So you read the, you pray and ask him to guide and teach you. You read the word. You write down what it says. And then here's what I love to do. You don't have to do this, but I love to write out a prayer. The Psalms in the Bible are written prayers. So I write out a prayer, but I pray it as I write it. And I do that every single day. I've done that for over 6,385 days. Uh, right now straight. I don't miss a day. And, and I actually like to keep count. It helps me. You, you know, a lot of other people I know, it helps them uh, to do that. Just to say, today's day one, today's day two. Uh, I remember when I hit day 100, I really do. I've got a journal where I wrote that down. I've got a journal where I've written all these things down. So every year, matter of fact, 2021, I started my 2021 journal. And uh, I just write down what the Lord's telling me or teaching me. And uh, by the way, sometimes in that time of teaching, God will tell me something that hasn't happened yet, and I'll write it down, and it'll happen. And I'll show Pam, or I'll sh even show, I've showed the person. I sat with a person one time, and God told me something that was going to happen between me and them, that they were going to come and tell me something or reveal something that um, they didn't think anyone knew. And that God said, oh, here's what I want you to tell them. And, and so I they told me, they told me, and I said, oh. I said, I, I knew this about you. And they go, how did you know? And I said, let me show you. And I showed them my journal and there was their name with that actual situation. And they were like, oh my gosh, how did you know? I said, it was my quiet time just today. I just found out from God today. Um, God will do that. I, you, you might be saying, man, I, I want that to happen. Like I want to know everybody's secrets and I'll publish it. No, no, you don't do that. <laughs> Okay, I'm still the only one laughing. All right, we gotta get this going. But here's the thing, is know that God will speak to you. And so write it down, write it down, write it down. And the other reason I like you to write it down is because when God speaks, I think it's important enough to write it down. But also, you're, you're gonna be able to go back and go, look at, this is when God told me this, or this is when God moved on my heart this way, or this is when I made that commitment. And, and, and so it becomes very intimate between you and God. It's not just reading the Bible, which, you know, by the way, I want to say, if that's okay to do, no, it's about letting God teach you and guide you. It's about receiving the word implanted, which is able to save your soul. That's what James said. So I is intentional intimacy. So I want you to make the commitment that every single day, I always do it in the morning first thing. So my first thing in the morning is to do that. You do it whenever's best for you. One of my friends, uh, Dr. David Smith, he always does it at night. Uh, that's how he ends the day. But you just choose your time to do it. And then what you need to do is be consistent in the word. Intentionally meet with God every single day. Every single day. So intentional intimacy, I. T, total surrender. Total surrender of time, talent, and treasure. Total surrender of your time, your talent, 
and your treasure. And by the way, you will find yourself living out discipleship when you do that. Uh, And so I don't want you to forget what Jesus said. Jesus doesn't want you to bury your treasure. Jesus doesn't want you to not use your talent. And so he told a story or a parable of the talents. Listen, it's called the parable of the talent. Now, it's kind of cool because talent in this particular story is an amount of money, but it also has to do with whatever God's given you that could be used to benefit others. And you all, many of you have talents you have that could benefit other people. Some of you have gifts of construction ability. You could use that to bless other people. Some of you have gifts of sewing, or uh, by the way, that's actually a biblical gift to help other people. Uh, Some of you have the gift of craftsmanship and artistry and creativity. Uh, Others of you have ministry-oriented gifts. And, And you need to take the time you have and devote it to using that talent and then also adding to it your treasure by giving to the church to help other people. So in Matthew 25, verse 26, it says this, but his master answered and said to him, who was he talking to? He's talking to a person that a talent was given to them and they went out and buried it. They didn't use it. But his master said to him, you wicked, lazy slave, you knew I reap where I did not sow. Gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money, that talent I gave you, in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, here's what Jesus said, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more, more shall be given. And he who has an abundance, But the one who does not have even what he does will be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness in the place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus is saying this. When it comes to your total surrender, I want you to total surrender your time to me, your talent to me, and your treasure to me. And everybody who's a Christian has been given a spiritual gift. It is not okay. Please listen. It's not okay not to use your gift, even in this season. And by the way, we're a church who will help you use your gift. We will help you discover ways now to get to be able to use your gift. If you text NEXT, N-E-X-T, to 69922, then you know what? We will get back to you and start interacting with you. So you're not alone in this, and you should never be alone in this. But we'll help you discover how you could devote some of your time using your talent and the treasure you have to actually being used by God to affect other people and enhance the kingdom of God and to see life change occur in your life and in others. So that's one thing that we need to do. So it's your time, your talent, and your treasure. Uh, In Matthew 6, 21, Jesus said these words, where your treasure is, your heart is also. We'll talk more about that later. But the bottom line Jesus is saying is make sure that God is first in the area of your finances. So if you're a believer, uh, the Bible teaches whenever you have any kind of income come in, because you love the Lord, because you love the Lord, you take the first 10% and you give it back to God. Because by the way, that's called the tithe. And the tithe belongs to God. It's not yours. Uh, And you need to do that. And so, by the way, you need to do that faithfully. Um, Not too long ago, I, I had, Tracy knows about this. I had this wonderful woman. She's a single mom. And she said to me, Pastor Chuck, I want to tithe, but I don't know what to do because I don't think I can afford it. She goes, so should I just give part of it? And I said, and by the way, I love her. And out of love, I could only tell her the truth. 
I said, no, don't do that. Give it all. And I want to ask you to do something. If you would give the full tithe for the next uh, 90 days, the next three months, and God doesn't bless you, we'll give it back to you. By the way, I would make that deal with every one of you who are watching. If you will give a full tithe to Crossroads in an identifiable way, it has to be identifiable for the next three months, the next 90 days, the full tithe. If God doesn't bless you and take care of you, we will return all that to you. And then I said to her, hey, if you have a need during this season, let me know. Because you're not alone. We're with you in this. By the way, the reason we do what we call the tithe challenge, the 90-day challenge, because we're with you in this. Do you know what's so wild? She's already emailed me and said, Pastor Chuck, I don't need any help at all. And I won't be returning the tithe. She goes, because God blessed. And, and I see that happen over and over and over again. Some of you right now, that's so hard to do, but you cannot be a 24-7 Christian, completely committed and hold out on this part of your life. Uh, so time, talent, and treasure. And so it's I, T, and then the E. I is for intentional intimacy. T is for total surrender of time, talent, and treasure. E is experience more. E is experience more. And uh, we're going to talk more in depth on that later so you can understand it better. But it's the idea that you choose certain times a year to do something for Jesus. It's dedicated to go outside your comfort zone and do something for Jesus. Uh, by the way, uh, we can help you do that so through a ministry we have called Adopt-A-Block, where you could go into under-resourced community and and serve there with other Christians, and then watch what God does. Uh, we have global outreach trips for that, which, by the way, we're believing going to start back up in June. So you could go on one of those. You could go to Kenya and serve God. You could go to uh, Israel and serve God. You could go to Nepal and serve God. Uh, we have a Mexico trip that we do where you could serve God. You might be saying, wait a minute, is that just for the people in the corona area? No. You know, if you're in New York, you could sign up to come do this with us. If you're in Austria. You could sign up to come do this with us. We will make, we, everywhere around the world, we can meet up and go do this and, and go out and change lives together and experience more. I have never, honestly, never once gone either locally or globally serving Jesus and not heard from God. Never, ever happened. And so when you do the I-T-E-L, and by the way, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. I'm doing everything he said. Then guess what happens is I will find myself in a place in my life where I have a story to tell of Jesus loving me, pouring into me, showing me things, having me live out what it means to walk by faith and not by sight, experiencing the blessing that James said, that in doing, you'll be blessed, that Jesus said, in the doing, you'll be blessed. So there's all sorts of ways to do that. And we even have more. And again, if you want to do that with us, just text NEXT to 69922, and we want to make it right for you. So that's the key. Rather than me telling everybody to do the same thing, no, we want you to do the thing God wants you to do, the God thing. And so text me and, and we'll, we'll get that going. So I is intentional intimacy. T is total surrender. E is experience more. We'll dig into that later. L. L is the most important. Believe it or not, it's the most important. Love like Jesus loves. L is to love, but not just love. Love like Jesus loves. And God wants you to do that. Uh, it says at the end of 1 Corinthians 13 
that now abide, faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest is love. 1 Timothy 1.5 says, The goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a sincere faith. And so here's the thing. The goal of all the teaching we do is that you would be a more loving person, that you would love God, which, by the way, intentional intimacy is a part of loving God. Total surrender is a part of loving God. Experiencing more is a part of loving God. And that you would love others. And uh, God wants you to be great at showing love to other people and then being filled with love. And that's where the blessing comes. That's where the best things happen. And so Jesus wants it with you. Jesus wants it for you. So here's what I'm saying to you, is if you live out I-T-E-L, intentional intimacy, total surrender, experience more, and loving like Jesus loves, you will end up doing every single thing written in here. You will obey all of it, and you'll be a 24-7 Christian. And for some of you right now, the first step you need to take is make a 100% total commitment to to committing your life to Jesus Christ. You need to open up your heart to Him and commit to Him. And see, part of being a doer of the Word is to do what the Word says. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anybody opens up, so Jesus is knocking. If you would open up to him, he said, I will come and we will share a meal like friends. And what he means by that is we will develop a very real relationship. But you got to open up to me so I can come and be the Lord of your life. And you start to live a life where you want to be like me, the lordship and likeness. And you start loving in my name. And he said, you know what? When you commit to that, then we're going to get so close. I'm going to show you things that are beyond description and beyond imagination. The great and mighty will happen with you, to you, and for you. God says, Jesus promises that. But he said, you've got to open up. How do you open up? You tell him, come in. You tell him, I'm committed. The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Right now, some of you need to call on him, which means pray and say, I want you to be my Lord. Call in the name of the Lord and be saved. The Bible says, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So the first step is for you to pray that prayer and say to him, I'm, I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit completely. And that, that prayer of commitment's huge. Then the second step you take is you let us know you made the prayer. Let us know you made the commitment. The Bible's clear. That's the next step you take, that you let other people know that he's the Lord of your life. You're not ashamed of him. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. How can you do that? You can text AMEN to 69922. Text AMEN, which means the truth, to 69922. Right now, some of you need to do that. Some of you need to to grab your phone and say, all right, I'm in, and text AMEN. Some of you need to grab an iPad, grab a computer, text AMEN. Like, do it. And then we're going to get back to you. And we want to know your name. If you don't tell us your name, you're not confessing you made the commitment. You got to tell us your name. And then let us share next steps with you to get you closer to God. So you pray and then you make it known. You pray and you make it known. And that is two things that this wonderful book tells you to do. That this wonderful book wants you to follow. And Jesus said, I want you to do everything that's in here. So some of you need to pray this prayer with me right now for the first time. Some of you need to pray the prayer to recommit. But I'm hoping you'll pray this prayer. I'm hoping you'll pray it. Let's pray together right now. Father, I pray for anybody who needs to either pray this prayer for the very first time to come to know you, 
or Lord, they need to pray to recommit their life to you, or maybe they need to pray to get their marriage right. They need to pray this prayer so they can let go of things that are hurting and harming them. Lord, I pray right now there's a stirring in a man who's who's with me in this. He's going to pray this prayer. He's tired of what's happening in his life, tired of what's happening in the world. It's done with it all. And he, he thought, I want something better, and this is the far better. I pray he's going to pray this prayer. I pray for a woman who has never felt like she had value. Like when I talked about talent, she doesn't feel very talented, yet she's filled with giftedness. She has such potential to make a real difference. And I pray she's going to pray this prayer. I pray for couples whose marriage need to get right. I pray for a a single person who's wanted to meet the right person, but what's holding them back is they aren't choosing to be the right person. And this is the first step to getting there. So I pray right now for anybody who needs to open their heart to you, commit their life to you. Right now, if that's you, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me. And I know you died on the cross for me. And you died for my sins. I pray you'll forgive me and cleanse me from all my sin. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and pain. I pray you'll free me from anything or anyone who's holding me down or holding me back. Then say these words. But most of all, I pray you'll make me yours. I pray you'll make me alive. And I pray you'll make me brand new. So I say yes. And if that's the only words you can say, I always say that. If the only words you can say is just go, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to you. And yes, Lord, to the life you have for me. So take me now and make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, amen means the truth. So if you said that prayer or you wished you said that prayer, text amen right now. And we want to connect with you and we want to be a part of your experiencing God in better and greater and more wonderful ways. Why? Because God loves you, God cares about you, and God wants you to experience what's great and mighty. He wants you to experience all the things he has prepared for you because now you love him. And so, by the way, next week we're going to start digging in to more and more how you can hear the voice of God, how you can live your life in such a way where you're experiencing God and you have a story to tell of you and Jesus and what life is like in an epic way. So anyway, can't wait to see you next week. God bless you and may God be with you. Well, congratulations to all of you who made a decision for Jesus tonight. It is the best decision you will ever make in your life. If you haven't already let us know that you made that decision, we'd love to know that by having you text AMEN to 699-22 so someone on our team can follow up with you and make sure that you know what next steps are available so you can grow in your relationship with Jesus and your connection with us here in the church. If you enjoyed tonight's message and maybe you thought of someone else who could be encouraged by it as well, hit that share button and send it 
committed to them now. We want to provide some encouragement to people out there who desperately need the love of Jesus. So hit that share button. Also, in the very least, if you'd hit the like button or comment or leave us something in the chat letting us know what resonated with you, that is so helpful to us. And we look at every comment that comes through and we love to interact with you guys. So make sure you do that at some point tonight. And if you want to make a difference with us here at Crossroads locally or all around the world, you can join us by texting giving to 699-22 anytime. We're live every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. on our patio. So if you're local to Corona, California, we'd love to invite you and see you here on our campus this Sunday. We have kids ministry for ages uh, four through fifth grade, and we have junior high ministry as well that take place during those services on our campus. So just bring your lawn chairs, bring your whole family. We would love to meet you in person. Of course, we'll be online live at 9 a.m. and available on demand anytime after that. But we hope we see you again next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Until then, take care.